Hello America, it's been a while. This is Russian Embassy speaking, presenting you another issue of its weekly newsletter podcast, edition number 159. President. Vladimir Putin met with permanent members of the Security Council. The meeting's agenda, including a dialogue between Russia and the United States on the new start. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov briefed the participants on this topic. Sergei Lavrov. We remain quite proactive in our contacts with our American colleagues on strategic stability matters in all their aspects, including by emphasizing our initiative to take a decision without a delay to extend the New START treaty set to expire in February 2021 for a new five-year term without any preconditions. This initiative remains on the table. In the meantime, we confirm that the... Uh, that we'll be ready to continue working on new agreements and that we have submitted with our, with your consent clear proposals in furtherance of the comprehensive approach to strategic stability, which have been forwarded to the U.S. side. In reply, the United States has sent us its proposals, which have been presented as conditions or rather preconditions for the extension of the new start. Moreover, these preconditions are rather numerous and have been formulated both outside the treaty itself and outside our frame of reference. To a certain extent, the critical situation has taken shape because in February, as I said, in early February the treaty will expire. If there is no consent from both sides in keeping with the treaty's procedures on its extensions, it will cease to exist. This means, in effect, that all the intents and purposes that work on the treaty extension proper without the conditions that it does not contain has not yet started. Vladimir Putin. What is the exact expiry date for this treaty? Sergei Lavrov. February 4, 2021. Vladimir Putin. Does this mean that we face a full-size threat to be left and, in general, leave the world without this treaty? Sergei Lavrov and in general without any other instrument that would ensure at least some joint approaches to maintaining strategic stability. The rest has been either pulled out or suggested by the Americans for termination. Vladimir Putin. It would be extremely sad if this treaty ceased to exist and uh, was not replaced by another fundamental document of this kind. During all the previous years, the new start worked and worked properly performing its fundamental role as a constraint uh, curtailing the arms race and the tool of arms control. It is clear that we have a new weapon system that the America side lacks, at least for the time being. But we are not refusing to discuss this aspect for the matter of the matter as well. In this regard, I have a proposal, namely, to extend the treaty now in effect unconditionally for at least a year in order to have a chance to hold substantive talks on all the parameters of problems that are regulated by treaties of this kind. Uh, let's uh, we leave uh, our countries and all nations of the world with a vested interest in maintaining strategic stability without such a fundamental documents as the Strategic Offenses Arms Limitation Treaty. Stop COVID-19. The Novosibirsk bakes. Uh, Vector Center has registered the second coronavirus vaccine. Deputy Prime Minister Tatiana Golikova. The Vector Center has received the registration certificate today. I would like to know that clinical trials involved 100 volunteers. Unlike with the first Russian vaccine, Sputnik uh, V, which is the 
adenovirus vector-based vaccine. The new one is a promising synthetic vaccine based on peptides. It consists of short synthetic peptide fragments of virus proteins, which the immune system can use to identify and neutralize the virus. It should be pointed out that the peptide-based vaccines does not include any reactogenic responses and is noted for its high level of safety. The first batch of uh, 60,000 vaccine doses will be produced in the nearest future and the Vector Center will launch post-registration clinical trials in a number of Russian regions involving 40,000 volunteers. I would like to add that simultaneously the center also plans to start clinical trials on 150 people aged over 60. I would like to point out that the creation of a second Russian vaccine will greatly increase vaccination opportunities for people, which will help us to stabilize the situation and will bring us closer to the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. Visit Russia. Visit Moscow during the fall season. Support Moscow in its pursuit of travel Oscar. Right now, there is a voting in World Travel Awards for the title of World Leading City of 2020. Till October 25, visit the link uh, enlisted on our website to make a vote for the best city in the world. It's www.worldtravelawards.com slash vote. <laughs> Greetings by the chairman of the government of the Russian Federation, Mikhail Mishustin, to the participants of the U.S.-Russia Business Council meeting on October 14, 2020. I am happy to welcome the participants of the U.S.-Russia Business Council meeting. USRBC brings together over 150 leading American and Russian companies playing an important role in improving dialogue between the two countries, business circles while providing advice and expertise. The Council makes a significant contribution to promoting bilateral trade, economic and investment cooperation, facilitates the launch of the implementation of promising joint projects, with a special focus on creating new jobs and stimulating economic growth in Russia and the US. Unfortunately, unilateral sanctions imposed by the US leadership against our country have significantly reduced opportunities for practical cooperation between us. A serious blow has been primarily dealt to American business operating in Russia. They have sustained considerable losses. Today, they have been actively replaced by companies from other countries, interested in mutually beneficial cooperation with Russia. We, on our part, are open to build uh, multifaceted interaction with all members of the international community and are shaping our market to be an attractive environment for foreign economic operators. We hope that in the future Russia-US business ties will rebound to their pre-crisis levels. The coronavirus pandemic that has spread globally has exposed extreme human vulnerability in the face of new challenges. Given these circumstances, it is important to join efforts aimed at protecting people's lives and well-being, overcome negative economic consequences of COVID-19. I believe that the US-Russia Business Council has an active role to play in these processes. I wish the participants of the meeting fruitful discussions and success in your endeavors. Defense Ministry Defense attaché of the U.S. Embassy in Moscow was informed about the position of the Russian Defense Ministry. On October 16, the defense attaché of the U.S. Embassy in Moscow was invited to the main directorate for the International Military Cooperation of the Ministry of Defense 
Um, the U.S. Department of Defense representative was informed about the position of the Russian Federation on the recent statement made by military attaché of the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, Air Force Colonial, uh, Colonel Brittany Stewart, on the joint efforts of the U.S. and Ukrainian armed forces on countering the so-called Russian aggression. The American side was briefed on the false claims of the statement and its provocative nature that compelled the Ukrainian side to the military resolution of the internal conflict in Donbass. The above-mentioned statement is contradictory to the previous declarations made by the Pentagon officials on the settlement of the situation in Ukraine by peaceful means only. Foreign Ministry Sergei Lavrov's interview with radio station Sputnik Komsomolskaya Pravda and Gavarit Moskva. Sergei Lavrov as President Putin said, we will work with any future U.S. president and administration whom the American people give their word of confidence to. This is our position of principle. I don't think we should change it. It is another matter that the loser will accuse us of his defeat anyway. I fully agree with you on this score. One of the main arguments both parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, are using in the same in the Russians want to bring their adversary to power. One way or another, the one thing that uh, we can be sure of is that the situation in our relations will not change dramatically. There can be minor changes either way, but not more than that. Question. What is the real situation with regard to Start 3? They are saying that we are ready to have repulse freezing nuclear weapons. They claim that are just a step away from extending the treaty on their terms. Is that right? Sergei Lavrov. We have always proceeded and continue to proceed from the premise that strategic stability agreements must be based on the presentation of interest by each con contracting party, on the analysis of threats that the opposite side poses, and the search of compromise that considers the interest of each party on a well-balanced foundation and thus the real threats. The primary applies of to vehicles that can deliver nuclear warheads to the other's country territory. Now the U.S. has turned everything upside down. It wants us to lift aside delivery vehicles because it has developed many facilities that are not subject to talks now. The Americans keep talking about our new resources, which have which we have announced, that have been introduced in our armed forces. Of the five new types, we are willing to include two in the current treaty. They know this. Embassy Anatoly Antonov's welcoming speech at the Sister Cities International Global Conversation. Anatoly Antonov In various parts of the United States, outside of Washington, D.C., we notice a pragmatic approach to cooperation with Russia. That is why today, Contacts between regions are of particular importance to, uh, and they create new opportunities for developing our partnership. It would be great if every state in the United States could find a partner among the federal subjects of Russia and outline specific plans and mutually beneficial projects. Such cooperation could help build a stronger foundation for interstate communication at the federal level. Many U.S. businesses choose to operate outside Moscow and the Moscow region. The footprint of American businesses can be seen in the Ural, in the Sverdlovsk and Tumen regions above all. Recently, we held a virtual Texas Ural conversation where entrepreneurs and local authorities discussed the prospects for expanding business cooperation. 
American investments help launch factories in Belgrad, Vologda, Lipetsk, Novgorod, Rostov and other regions. Businesses from the United States come to Siberia and the Far East. Ties between the Republic of Tatarstan and California are growing stronger, especially in the high-tech sector. Anatoly Antonov took part at the annual U.S.-Russia Business Council meeting. Anatoly Antonov We know how important it is for the business to have a clear understanding of the atmosphere of cooperation between the two countries as it helps foresee financial and other risks. We try to do our utmost to make your work in Russia comfortable. It's not yet easy to speak about Russian-American ties, especially in the run-up of the U.S. presidential elections. The Russia topic has once again become a central subject of the struggle between parties. Against the background of never-ending baseless allegations, it, took, it looks as if American politicians compete to see who is tougher on Russia. At the same time, any constructive development in our dialogue is perceived as a sort of concession made by Washington. We cannot agree with such approach. It is our view that Russia and the United States are equally interested in developing the stable and predictable relations. Due to objective reasons, their condition influences the global environment. That is why we consider it important to do our best to eliminate the sources of disagreement, differentiate shared interests and areas of disagreement, and establish protective barriers to prevent further deterioration from crisis to crisis. The series of contacts between Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump over the past months have shown that our countries can achieve considerable results when it comes to shared goals. Our leaders contributed greatly to the OPEC Plus deal, which stabilized the situation in the international oil market. The meltdown could have had very damaging consequences for the global economy. <laughs> Russian culture. Soviet most popular book about America. In 1937, Soviet journalist and writers Ilya Ilyev and Evgeny Petrov co-wrote One Story America, a book based on their road trip across the USA. For decades, it remained the only expose of contemporary America accessible to the Soviet readers, and very kind of the Americans. That's all for today. Thank you for tuning in, and see you later next week. Oh, 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 oh,